So I, I read the article. I've got to tell you, I'm a little jealous that Carrie got to, to be the first person to, to get your voice out there. You know, I, her timing just happened to be perfect when I spoke with her. So, um, well, and she does, yeah. she does a fantastic job. We haven't talked since the last election. You Give mm-hmm. me a quick rundown of, of what you've been up to since then. Um, okay. So what have I been up to since the election? And I have to say um, quite a bit. I, you know, you know the election, the runoff was intense, and so really spent the summer reconnecting with my family, relaxing, going on vacation, getting my mind clear, trying to decide if I was going to run again. You know, had to make some decisions, because if I did want to run again, I'd have to make that decision fairly quickly. Um, right. But in parallel with that, I continued to work with the district and with the schools. Um, I, um, I started, uh, I engaged in a program called Leadership ISD and one of the fellows there. And as part of that program, um, I, helped, uh, I helped plan a male symposium at Young Men's Leadership Academy at Florence Middle School. And so that's been a great opportunity to do that. Um, I was on the District of Innovation Committee to create the local innovation plan. Uh, which just passed the District Advisory Council and will go up to vote probably at the May board meeting. Um, I've been active in my kids' school, so yeah, really active. I, um, I help run a food pantry in Old East Dallas, so I've been busy with that. So life is, life is very busy. Life is good and life is busy. That's, yeah, you know, I think, what all of us want busy. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah I can't I, complain. I, I, I know it was a tough decision, you know, not to run again, especially because the margin was so close. So, so what in, went into your decision to decide not to put your hat back in the ring, especially after your campaign was so successful last time? Yeah, well, you know, I, I stayed involved, as I said, and, you know, attended board meetings, attended board briefings, spoke actually at least at one, maybe more, I'm not sure. And, um, and I, you know, I just really wanted to continue to understand and observe and learn and, and see, you know, what direction the board was going. I was very interested in seeing the board dynamics. Um, for a while, it had been quite sour and negative, and I think very little gets done when you have animosity across the table. Um, so I observed that. I was curious to see if there was progress made, if there were policy, policies that were, um, were implemented that I supported, and, and, you know, the answers to, to those were yes. It was, it was working. You know, it was working, and it is working, and there has been progress. I mean, we've had six out of our seven school, A schools off the IR list. We've had what I thought was an inequitable sibling preference policy at magnet schools be modified. I thought that was an important thing. I, I saw the passage of a policy where suspensions for pre-K through second grade students was, you know, severely minimized, which I thought was a good thing. So I saw a lot of good things happening, expansion of pre-K programs, um, the early collegiate academies. And so, you know, it's working and there's progress. And so those are two good things. And then I think in order to continue to have progress, I think there has to be stability. And I feel that it is too early right now, after seven to nine months, to, um, to evaluate a trustee and say that he has not done the job that I think he should have done, when actually he's done a good job. And uh, there, were, there was one vote where I was very disappointed in his, in his decision to vote that way. Um, we talked about it afterwards. He was very open to my feedback and my, my concern about that vote. 
but at the end of the day, I, he, he committed that he would work for our kids in District 2 as well as the district as a whole and would continue to seek equity for all our kids, and I, and I feel like he's done that. So it didn't really make sense to go against someone, up against someone where things are working okay, things are working well. Well, that's good to hear you say that. And, and while it's exciting to hear that, you know, you're satisfied you know, with the job that Dustin has been doing, it's more exciting to me to hear that you and Dustin have been working together despite having competed in the past to make District 2 in Dallas ISD better for all of our kids. That's a really exciting thing to hear. Yeah, and you know, that's one of the things. It was, it was, it was a heated race last year, and there was a lot of passion on both sides. And what Dustin and I did not want is, you know, any divisiveness in our community. I mean, we, we are a community that works well together, and we want to continue to do that. Um, you know, I, I've told you a hundred times I know how much I value my team, and they're, you know, while they were probably more passionate, believe it or not, than I was, um, you know, mm-hmm. they move forward too. We all move forward for the greater good, and the greater good is our is our school district, is our public school public education for our kids. And um, de- both Dustin and I committed to each other before before that runoff date that w- whoever wins, we would work with the other. And I knew I would hold up my end of that bargain, and he held up his end of the bargain. And we don't we don't agree on everything, um, but he does listen, and he's he's taken my feedback. He's listen to me. He's incorporated some of the things that I've, you know, suggested. Um, and, and that, uh, there was a building of trust that happened. And again, that's a good thing as well. Yeah. So, you know, one of the questions I have, you know, I, and I guess I'm, I owe you an answer and everybody else an answer. I've been very quiet on this race as well, you know, from the beginning watching to see, you know, what would happen. And, you know, what stances both, of, well, all three of the candidates, out of respect for uh, Richard Young, but what, but what all of the candidates thought and deciding, you know, what I, what I thought was best over the course of the election. What made you want to get involved at all? Because, you know, you were, you were very quiet on it watching, you know, making up yeah. your mind. You know, what made you want to get involved? Yeah, you know, well, I, I'm always involved, right? I mean, I'm well, never, of course. never not involved. Yeah, so I guess be be vocal like publicly. Yeah, be vocal about my my involvement. You know, I and I and I alluded to this earlier when I made my um, own personal statement on my Facebook page, which is, you know, I people people ask me, you know, how how was I how was I voting? What what was I planning on doing? They've been asking since the beginning, and. And my answer was always truthful, which was, you know, I'm, I'm listening and I'm learning and I'm waiting. And it came down for me. I'm an early voter. And so I, I decided my vote and people were asking me who I voted for. And I, and I was telling them who I voted for. I mean, and, and then I thought to myself, why? I mean, it's not, I don't want it to be a secret, obviously, because I'm telling people. And if I truly believe that this individual deserves three more years on the school board, and if I can help him retain that position, um, you know, it's, it's my duty to do so. And so that is why I, I elected to speak up. It's nothing I had planned on doing. It wasn't anything that, you know, I thought, you know, this is the time. This is the time I need to speak out. But the time to speak out probably was, you know, weeks ago, um, probably, you know, but, but the timing is what it is. And, it, and I, had to, I had to be true to myself, um, and I am. And I, and I voiced my support publicly the way I wanted to, to voice it. Right. And, and so I, I read your uh, article 
uh, with your interview with Carrie Mitchell of the Lakewood Advocate. I, I think she does pretty good work. What was it about this campaign season, I guess, at this time in the campaign? I mean, you said you voted and people are asking you, and so you were honest and open about it, which, you know, quite frankly, you've always been, I think, about you know what you feel about what's best for Dallas ISD. Uh, what was it about this current part of the campaign season that made you say, you know, look, I, I need to be vocal right now uh, because this is what's good for kids? Well, you know, I think... I think what's unfortunate this election season is I, I looked at the early polling numbers, you know, and they're dismal. I mean, very few people are going out to to vote. And I it just shocks me. It honestly shocks me. I mean, I'm a I'm a natural, you know, a naturalized citizen. And I I remember being 18 years old and taking my citizenship oath. And I remember voting for the first time as an American citizen. And it, it was so incredibly special to me that I've become a chronic voter. And, and, I, and I see the low turnout and low turnout very much affect a race. You know, I mean, we had a large, relatively large turnout last year, and the margin was a very slim 42 votes, right? Now, let's say that half those votes come out, then, you know, the margin of error, you know, becomes even smaller, or the margin becomes even smaller. And I, again, thought, I, I want to encourage people to go out and vote. I think this is really important. Um, if you don't, if you don't want to support how I voted, I'm absolutely okay with that. I want you to go out and vote. And and looking at those early polling numbers, people won't go, people aren't going out. And I want people to vote. We all should want people to vote. Absolutely, and that's big for me. I wrote about it last year when I was covering the District Two race last year, and I've always felt that. It's important for people to participate no matter who they vote for because it is good for kids. It's good for the system. It's good for democracy. Uh, and I, I, I wrote a blog. You know, I haven't written anything since you know, exactly two months ago, uh, but I decided to write something a few days ago because I saw the negative tone that the campaign was starting to take and the focus uh, that seemed to be put on things that were really outside of the control of Dallas ISD trustees and seeing people decide that their vote was more of an expression of their acts to grind with the federal government or the state government or a single issue that they don't like that Dallas ISD trustees can't control. And, and one of those things was the school voucher debate, which seems to have become the center of you know this discussion over who people are voting for. You know, What do you think about the tone that the election has seemed to take over the last you know, couple of weeks, uh, you know, particularly from a particular candidate? Well, I, well, unfortunately, you know, sometimes it, it starts with one candidate and it bleeds into to the other. And, and yeah, it, it definitely has been more negative this year than last year. Um, with that, And that's said, a credit I, to I, both you and Suzanne, <laughs> you know, that, that's a credit to both of you and, and to Dustin as well. Yeah. But, you know, why did that take that, that turn? I, you know, do you I think? don't know. I don't know. I think I, I you know, I, I don't know if it's a, a political strategy, maybe. I, I honestly don't know. Um, I do. I do know that um, the narrative that has been um, stated um, about Dustin wanting to privatize our educational system and the first way that starts is A through S and then vouchers. I, I don't buy into that narrative. I um Neither do I. I mean, th there are people that are all about the conspiracy theories. Yeah, but 
Yeah, I believe there was a lone shooter who killed JFK, and I believe the Holocaust happened. You know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> and so, I, and I, and one thing that I, um, and I mentioned this earlier, I, one thing that Dustin and I have, have built over the last seven to nine months working together is trust. And he trusts that if um, I, you know, he asks me a question, he trusts that I will tell him exactly how I feel. You know, there's Absolutely. no, there's no couching. There's no, you know, uh, you know, none of those superfluous words. I mean, he and I have very honest conversations with each other. And, um, and I feel that I would know if this was his secret plan. So I feel that too. And, and the other thing that helps all of that is that he said on video out loud on record that he's against vouchers and, and that stuff. So if people want to hold him accountable, they can, he's not running from that. But it, it is good that he has you as well to, to be there to say, hey, honest, person to person, you know, people that care about D2 to people who care about D2, you know, this is what you said and this is what you promised and you have to, you know, live up to that. We have trust and, and that's what we've got. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say one thing that is positive about a contested race, well, there are many positive things about a contested race, um, is that there is conversation. And when there's a contested race, you know, the incumbent has to be accountable for positions he or she took during that tenure. And I think that's absolutely appropriate to do. Um, but I think then extrapolating and connecting dots that don't necessarily need to be connected, I think that's where I have a little bit of an, well, an issue. I won't even say a little bit of an issue. Um, and I think that's what's happened. So I will tell you, I, I was disappointed in that vote when Dustin voted no to the resolution um, for uh, the, the district's legislative uh, priorities for the legislature, for the Texas legislature. And there were three items on that list. It was the A2F accountability system, um, that the district was opposed to that. It was that um, the district is opposed to ESA and vouchers, and the district was lobbying, uh, trying to promote greater state funding for our schools. And uh, Dustin and Edwin Flores, Dr. Flores, elected to vote no because for them, they thought the most primary urgent topic for them um, was the A2F accountability system and how our schools need to be accountable. I did speak to Dustin the next day, and he felt that vouchers weren't really going anywhere in the state this year, and he does believe in accountability, and he does believe that the A2F system can work, and that's why he voted that way. And well, in any time you deal with these sort of right, well, anytime you deal with some of these omnibus type bills and you try to put a bunch of things together, or I mean, I called it a bill, but resolutions, it it isn't reasonable to expect you to just vote on the entire thing. And when it what came down to issue to issue to issue. You know, Dustin took his stance. So I, I don't want to make this all about vouchers like the election seems to have been going. But, you know, my question, next question to you is more about your supporters. And look, you know, I, I know that you have seen this and experienced this in a way that I could never have or hope to experience. But, but what I can say about your supporters is that they are extremely loyal and that they are extremely passionate about public education and the students of Dallas ISD. So I would so, say that I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, actually counter that a little bit. I think my supporters are exceptionally smart, and not because they voted for me, but because they, are, they do educate themselves on the issues. They do understand what's going on in public schools. They won't vote for someone just because I tell them to vote for someone. I mean, they, they are aware of the issues. 
Um, so I, I do want to make sure that that you you know you and whoever's listening know that that you know this is this is a great group of people. This is a great district. District two has you know especially in East Dallas has a very involved community, and we are involved in our schools and we listen to 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 what's going on and we leverage support where we can find it. And so anyway, so I didn't mean to go off topic, but <laughs> no, no, we're talking about your supporters, so you know not off topic at all. So. In terms of what kind of trustee you would encourage them to vote for, I mean, look, you, you, you have endorsed out loud Dustin Marshall, but I want to talk about the qualities of a trustee that, you know, you think your supporters deserve. You know, what is it you look for in a tr- – yeah, exactly. What is it you look for in a trustee to represent District 2? Right. So, you know, what's important to me, and I, and I said this in my closing statement last year after the election was over, I – I wanted to be the trustee and I ran my campaign based on the values that I and, and my team, how we raise our children, you know, and those, those values are, are, you know, being outspoken for what you believe in, being honest, being, you know, working hard. I mean, those are, those are values that I want to see in myself. And that's, those are the values I want to see in a trustee. I want, I want those values. And at the top of that list is trust and transparency and I want to see, I want to see uh, accomplishments, you know, I want to see what's been done. That's important. You can have a lot of trust and you can have a lot of transparency, but if there's no progress, there's no point. And, um, and I've seen that in the last seven to nine months and I, and I support that. Well, I think that's a very powerful statement, right? I look for accomplishment and then that paired with, you know, I think I've seen that accomplishment in the last couple of months. That's something that, it means a lot, and it's a tough hill for a challenger to climb. To be fair, uh, because you're not in office and you're not making you know those sort of accomplishments. But uh, I, I am also excited about the the things that I've seen in the last couple of months. I mean, when we talk about the discipline policy change and the resolution to you know make Dallas ISD welcoming to you know all students regardless of their citizenship citizenship status and and some other things, I, I really am am happy to see the direction the board has taken and to, to steal one of the things that you said you're excited about. I do think the dynamic of the board has changed and to see that those be, two things be unanimous, I think says a lot about the direction we're heading. Yeah, and I'm I'm uh, want another uh, potential change that I'm very excited about and and I hopeful that it passes the board is the district of innovation um the local innovation plan for district of innovation Mm -hmm. that just passed the district advisory council this week and you know we as a district we we have competition and our competition is charter schools and charter schools have advantages that our district doesn't starting start date for example and uh, you know being able to hire qualified individuals for vocational type classes that we are now at this present time not able to hire because it's hard to find a welder who has a teaching certificate, you know? And, um, and our local innovation plan would allow for that in the ninth through 12th grades. And I think those are, those are things that we need to move forward in the district. We need to continue making positive changes. Um, you know, early pre-K, you know, the childhood ex- early childhood expansion that we've done this year is it's, it's imperative, and it's been done. Uh, the early collegiate academies, the industry partners that we the, that the district was able to to acquire, um, those are amazing feats, you know, to have American Airlines and Microsoft and TI and all these corporations saying we are committed to these schools and we're committed to these students. That is that is an amazing accomplishment, and I support that. Absolutely, and, and I think that that's going to be you know 
after the election season, I'd love to have you on to talk about District of Innovation and more about the you know opportunities our students have. You know, should that become adopted by the district? I think that's really cool. Uh, and the 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 really the last question I have is about the protest vote. Uh, and I've talked to a number of people uh, who you know both live in District Two and don't, but you know certainly since the last presidential, uh, that's been something that people have been discussing. What do you say to those folks that are and are not your supporters who think uh, that? You know, their vote is about protesting Trump or the state or, or anything else in the political climate that you just want to vote for the person promising the opposite because they say that they're going to fix everything when they literally can't do that from a Dallas ISD board position. You know, what do you say to those folks that are, are saying they're voting for somebody else for a protest? Yeah, you know, I think, first of all, I would love the fact that they're even voting. I think, again, that's, that's the first thing. And, and we are in a democracy. And of we're in a participatory, we're in a participatory democracy, which is even better than a democracy. And so I, I would, I would actually say to that person, thank you for voting. Thank you for taking the time to, to, to do this, you know, which what I think is a civic duty, but is an option. Um, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not a fan of the protest vote. Um, because as we see at the national level, protest votes do have outcomes and those outcomes aren't necessarily what we, what those consequences, unintended consequences, let's put it that way. Protest votes often have unintended consequences and at the national level, you know, that's one story. When we have it at the local level, you got to remember that what that person decides at the local level will directly affect you. That will affect your kids directly. And is your protest vote worth that? Well, that's a very powerful thing to end on, and I certainly really appreciate you, you know, being willing to to talk to me and, you know, one tell more of your story than than have it written about. And so, I want to give you the opportunity as we close to say, you know, anything that's on your heart and mind to the parents of of D two as they make their decision uh, about the next trustee and those who you know aren't parents. What do you have to say to your district as they head into election day? Great. Well, thank you so much, Mita, for calling in. And I really appreciate, you know, you being the person I'm talking to, you know, bringing back the podcast and starting to write more regularly again. You know, I think it's very fitting, but I also you know, appreciate your honesty and openness with regards to, you know, one, the endorsement of Dustin Marshall, but two, you know, this whole election uh, for uh, Dallas ISD and District 2. Uh, and it's really important that you're still being a champion in the fight for kids. And I really appreciate that. No, absolutely. And sometimes I think I have a form of Tourette's with all my honesty, but you know, that's who I am. 
I say what I think. <laughs> That's a great thing about being an adult. You can you can actually say what you want. <laughs> so, um, John, Absolutely. thank you as always for having me on. I really appreciate it, and best of luck. Thank to you. you. Anytime, and let's talk again soon about District of Innovation, okay? Sounds great. Thanks, John. All right. Bye. Bye-bye.